Warning, the following podcast contains material that some listeners might find stupid. You are about to embark on a journey sharing an experience of two friends who are lifelong fans of low-budget, low-quality, high-entertainment horror films. This is not your usual review, podcast or reaction show. In fact, I don't really know what it is other than I attempt to answer the question. But is it better than Kill Sofa? And please enjoy this episode. Now over to your host, Will and Jeff. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Is It Better Than Kill a Sofa? Um, the completely obscure and pointless podcast uh, where two friends <laughs> watch low budget low quality films and ask the question but is it better than killer sofa uh i'm jeff and i'm joined by will say hi will hi will um jeff i'm sorry i've got to stop you immediately before we've even actually started this one okay we, we who are we to say that these are low quality these could be amazing films with uh, just our terrible opinion i suppose well that's it maybe, maybe the films are top quality and we are of low opinion <laughs> personally that's it. we're of low we opinion, are people absolutely. of low opinion <laughs> people generally have low opinions of us so i suppose that does does uh, fall on brand doesn't it um Brilliant. how are you doing this evening? you okay yeah yeah i'm good um I've, I've sat through an hour and 20 minutes of lederhosen zombie so um I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Go. So yeah, so we have just finished watching 2016's Attack of the Lederhosen Zombie by uh, directed by Dominic Hartle. Now this this is this one's a bit different from our usual because this this one's actually had a budget. Right? So this is 2.7 million on the budget and that, and that's euros as well. So just over 3 yes, 3 million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of million money. dollars when bearing in mind yeah, your arm against was three thousand dollars. So this <laughs> got like hype. Like for for me, I'm ex- I was expecting good, like good quality, well, high think, quality. Absolutely, and I think the thing you, you have to, you kind of have to expect that with the higher budget, that it's going to be a better film. But that's you know. I don't know, money doesn't always mean quality film. I mean, there are some absolutely disgraceful Hollywood films out there that have yeah. got millions and millions of pounds. But we're not here to talk about those. We're, so. we're not here to talk about the dunes of the world. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but oh, that's I'm, controversial. No, I'm throwing it in, I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to throw that one in there and I'm moving on. So <laughs> so we're, we're setting the Alps, right? So um, it's, it's, in, it's in Switzerland, it's in the Alps. My geography's terrible, so I'm going to assume that's right. Um, I, uh, so we got like a, 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 a few main characters. In this. There's a bit of a melee to start with of, of characters, yeah. but you've got hmm. um, starting off in a, a kind of helicopter with uh, with Steve, his girlfriend, stroke maybe manager, stroke maybe ex girlfriend, Branka, and Josh, who's the friend. Yeah, um, a few characters on the way, which we'll which we'll pick up on. But I mean, the se- scenery is beautiful. The the opening of it 
maybe my my favorite bit but but well what what can't give me your, give me your give me your fir- first thoughts <laughs> my opening bit of it may be my favorite bit well i can see where this review's going um, no, i tell you what the opening scene you know wide vista mountain snow you know the classic christmas tree movies it, it it was stunning and you can see the money has been spent um I would say very well on the scene. Right? Very quickly, uh, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it's set in a in a beautiful part of the world. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Unfortunately, it's um, destroyed by the uh, the American accent of our protagonist Steve, which doesn't fit with any <laughs> other person in the film whatsoever because they're all Austrian slash German. You know. Yeah, wherever they're from. So yeah, I, yeah, he's he's a bit out of place. I mean, what? Kind of, so the okay, so you got got you got the intro. So the, the, right at the very beginning, before any music, before before anything, you see this great kind of picture of a uh, a guy going along in his his snowmobile. Okay, so as we talk about budget, I'm going to reference this every so often because you've got obviously snowmobile that. Yep. Yeah, they're like, right, we've, we've got this money, we need a snowmobile. Yeah. Right? So they, they got the snowmobile, and it's shooting off. Love, as you said, absolutely lovely set. And, and filmed really well. I mean, this wasn't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't fault it. There was no shaky cam. You know, it, it wasn't... We've just found the, uh, you know, the, the slow-mo button. Yeah. <laughs> this was very professionally filmed. The, yeah, this wasn't a camcorder. This wasn't... So, this It was... It, uh, and the quality of it was... I mean, it was it was budget. It was it looked it yeah. looked very good. Yeah. And then you get this <laughs> the the snow, guy on the snowmobile kind of rocks up and almost hits a deer. You're like, oh no, not the deer! Oh, yeah. that'd be that'd be terrible. <laughs> and then the deer's there chomping on a hand. Which <laughs> 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 is great. And. Uh, I, I know it kind of went downhill from there. Well, it was very strange for me because you had that scene, which you know gave you your kind of intro into what you were expecting. The problem I had with that though is that that scene almost had nothing to do with the rest of the film. Like it seemed to be before the zombie. Well, it was before the zombie outbreak, and I'm not giving anything away there. I mean, it's called Attack of the Ladyhose and Zombies, so you know what's going to happen. <laughs> But it was before the uh, the mysterious green goo was spread across the mountain. But you had this zombie deer, so I don't know. Maybe it was just rabies. I couldn't. I couldn't tell. I mean, so I I thought, oh, that's clever. Is they've kind of done almost the end of the film at the beginning. That that kind of thing. I thought, oh, okay, this is this is nice. That or it's going to be thrown in in some way. Yeah, it's not. And yes. and, and but, okay, well that's. You know, and you don't really realise that until obviously right at the very end. So most people probably would have forgotten about that, but not us. <laughs> no, we're all over. We it. love the continuity. The 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 thing is, what kind of threw me is after that you had an almost American Pie scene, um, which I'd high hopes would be kept going throughout the rest of the film, but unfortunately it wasn't. I mean. You've got your your pro tag Steve and Josh in the back of a helicopter with uh, Brenka, and they're doing some sort of promo film shot where they've got to jump out of a helicopter, snowball down a mountain, look awesome. Which you know, 
it's hard not to do that if you're in the back of a helicopter <laughs> and jump out. You're going to look awesome anyway, right? Um, there's this uh, the, the, this special person at the bottom of the um, of of the uh, the run that uh, Steve doesn't know about. He just knows there's somebody special, like a special guest, and so he jumps out, does his snowboarding thing looks awesome on the way down flips and all the rest of it wide shots and snowy cap mountains he falls or well, seemingly falls behind a, a snow drift for a good 30 seconds um he then reappears absolutely stark naked <laughs> snowboarding it does a flip you know it's full frontal there's some you know you see all everything well, I think I did. Maybe it was just my imagination. I, I, know, I was I writing. I was writing notes at that moment, so I can't. Um, I can't kind of corroborate your story. I'm afraid. Skis, <laughs> skis to the bottom of the run. Says, "There you go. How'd you like that? Wasn't that? You know, that was a great run." And the promoter's looking devastated, uh, and she steps to the side, showing the special guest who turns out to be uh, a disabled girl in a wheelchair, <laughs> who could could only be described as preteen. Um, it was very <laughs> awkward. But it was classic American Pie. I mean, that was the sort of thing you expect to see Stifler and all of those sorts of people getting involved in. I was like, okay, this this could be it really good. Yeah, it's it's kind of like like I said, that American Pie you've got or or in betweeners for kind of the UK base of yep. of just yep. that awkward moment. Yeah, and, and goes over hold, holding his his genitals. And he, he goes and he talks to us, oh, you know, it's you're lovely to meet you, and it kind of shuffles off. And, and do you know what? I, I did do it discredit because actually I've watched that bit and I thought, okay, I, I'm i ready for this now. Like, yeah. it's not going to be stupid. Cause I actually think that was in some way quite well crafted because they set up yep. the fact that Steve was... Yeah, a, a bit of a, a pain to work with, and you make all these yeah. kind of make sure he does what he's meant to do, no messing around. So you you kind of get the gist of him. So they set him up really well. Then, like I say, he disappears. Still managed. I don't know how he got the momentum. So when he when he went into the snowdrift, <laughs> he obviously stopped and got naked, yeah. and then still managed to kind of come up the other side doing a flip doing a flip so yeah, impressive. he's obviously a very professional snowboarder <laughs> being able to generate that much momentum from nothing and, and yeah and just it was it was a great way because it was like you it was just kind of cut to this girl and i was yes okay i'm ready i'm perfect. ready for this film it was perfect yep absolutely um if they and if they managed to keep that momentum and and that level of comedy for the whole film this would have been right up there for me. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it didn't didn't quite deliver. But we'll go into that. I mean, I, I do think because it's difficult to write comedy, right? I think it's I think it's hard it's harder than writing romance because it's about timing. It's about a right level of yep. um, I don't know kind of intelligence, like like not treating your audience kind of like kids like being able to sh to show things being able to imply some stuff or that that yeah. kind of shock value without it just being ridiculous shock and that was just a he's a famous snowboarder he's he's plays up gets naked because that's what he does but because he's famous there's a young disabled girl who wants to meet him the two things match 
<laughs> they, they do it. It's perfect. They do it. It's perfect. I mean, he just throws in the random element of of the nakedness, which was it was fantastic comedy. I mean, um, and fair play to him. I mean, what the the kind of the, the problems they they with the film they do kind of start quite early on when when the introduction of um, friends. Um, who, oh, our, our um, scientist, shall we call him, I suppose. Yeah, so I, I honestly, I don't know if this is a thing, and it might, it might be. I'm, I will research this at a later date, but when you're on the snow... No, you won't. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're on the snowy Alps, and there's snow everywhere, this guy, Franz, yeah. is, has made a snow machine. Yep. And he's not just recycling snow or using water and doing, I don't know, making it cold and fluffy, which is basically what snow is. You're really pissing off all <laughs> snow mechanics, snow machine mechanics uh, all over the world. I apologise to like, <laughs> fake snow fans out there. But he's got some kind of, this whole thing going on, green goo, and it's spilling everywhere. And, and there's, a, there's another guy they check off who they're trying to impress like you don't really get yeah. what he's there for, but he's they're trying to sell him the idea of fake snow. That's it. You get the impression that you're selling him the idea of fake snow. And the first thing that hit my mind in that was like, there are millions of snow machines all over the world used for this exact purpose. Why, <laughs> why is this any different? And then I thought, okay, maybe it's set in the 80s and it was before snow machines. Not that I know when they were manufactured for the first time, but, th but then, you know, you've got a Red Bull helicopter and, and snowboards and like okay so it's not set in the 80s i just it just didn't i was like why maybe it was an easier way to make snow i don't know i don't know i mean maybe snow machines hadn't hit austria out in, yeah well they, <laughs> yeah. they they were like we've got enough snow we don't need fake snow machines and this guy's look let me show you what you're missing <laughs> right yeah. zombie snow machines <laughs> but i say so the machine goes a bit weird and gets in the in the what the the mouth of Chekhov, yep. And instantly, then you've kind of got the whole. You see this green stuff going through his face, and it's genetically mutated him. Now, okay, very quickly, this guy Franz created a machine using yep. for whatever purpose, for whatever reason we don't know, using something that can genetically mutate someone. <laughs> No, no. See, so you're taking a massive leap there. You're assuming <laughs> that he's think... tested this. You are. You're assuming he's tested this on humans, and he knows it genetically mutates people. He doesn't. He's made a machine that makes takes green goo and turns it into <laughs> snow. Okay. Who in their right mind goes? Hmm, I'm going to invent something. I better test it on people in case it makes them zombies. Okay. No one. Pretty much. You're just making a huge assumption there, Jeffrey. If I've got green goo. And it's going anywhere near humans. Do you know what? I, and I apologise because I cruelty to animals, but I'm going to throw it on a rabbit or two just to see what happens. <laughs> oh I'm just going to sprinkle it over a rabbit and see what and happens there goes, to the rabbit. And there goes another section of our potential <laughs> audience. Well done. This is going to become very. This is hypothetical <laughs> because I don't. If I ever create anything that's green goo, then I, I don't know. Head off into the ocean or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, brilliant. That's all the people that love the ocean out. Excellent. Who else can we I'm, uh, I'm going to tick all the boxes tonight. <laughs> but okay, so he's got. So we've got this and check off. Okay, really quickly, really quickly, check off. 
gets blisters and boils and everything. Yep, yep. And uh, do you know what? Do you know what? I kept thinking every time I watch a film about zombies, and I've seen a fair few TV shows and films. They all seem to be set in a universe where nobody's ever seen zombies before, because as soon as you saw him, the first thing you thought was he looks like a zombie. Like, but it never occurs to anybody to actually think, oh, he might be a zombie. Especially, and this, I'm just going to kind of poo-poo over what you've just said. If I'm the guy who has just sprayed green goo all over, <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah. they're not looking too healthy. <laughs> I'm at least going to take the guys, not take him to a bar, and let him. Your first thought is going to go. He looks like a zombie. I might take him to a hospital. He well, even the fact he had blisters all over his face would be a red flag of okay. He's not well at at the slightest. I, I to be fair, I've seen enough zombie films to think. Well, I go there first. I see someone. I see someone kind not, of not the, cough not or throw this up. This is based on. Not, not this is based on any personal experience, Jeff, but you must have been out enough times and seen a friend and gone, he doesn't look too well, I'm going to get him another drink. You I don't think I'm going to take him to a hospital. Hey, I've, I've, got, I've got kids. <laughs> I've seen the kind of vomit where I'm like, okay, either I'm getting a circular salt and a cross <laughs> or I'm chopping their head off. So you better talk to me. Tell, tell me something, kid, because you're a, gon you're a goner. Brutal. You're a goner in 10 seconds. Okay. And like, Dad, it's fine. I just ate too many Doritos. Like, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and I wish, I wish I was lying. But, okay. So, we <laughs> so what we get, what we get from, <laughs> what we get from this is that, <clears throat> excuse me, Brenker, who I'm guessing is their uh, manager, um, is told on the phone that basically this promotion deal has been cancelled um she then i guess in in a very few words breaks up with our pro tag steve and josh tries to cheer him up he's having none of it um brink has walked off josh walks off and steve sits outside in the very cold for a number of hours until it gets dark um you then cut to uh josh um oh that's right the helicopter flies over the heads and she's like that's our ride off the mountain so they decide to go to this local um, bar um, where there's some sort of party in full swing and they find out that it's the end of season party that nobody will be able to take them off the island until the beginning of the next season. Oh, sorry, the island, the mountain, until the next season. And so they're essentially stuck on the mountain. So you, you have that beautiful trope of these young kids our protagonists are now trapped in a specific place they can't escape without causing harm to themselves Set up well with and there's an inevitable zombie apocalypse coming as we as we know zombie we know they're stranded i mean and that's yeah it's, it's done well it's it's mm. got them where it needs to be yeah and actually i have to say i have to say they referred to it not as a zombie apocalypse but as a zombie epidemic and i i i applauded that me being a stickler for for you know specifics, it was only an epidemic because it was very local. It wasn't an apocalypse because it didn't involve the whole world. So I appreciated that fact. It's a minor thing, but it it got me there. No, I, I missed that, but it's it's no, that's good. It shows a bit of thought went into the terminology being used for it. Yeah, yeah, and it was a bonus in my book. It was and to follow that up, I yeah, the fact that they've thought about that. My next note was Chekhov looks like shit. Still no doctor. 
<laughs> yeah, they kept him going for a long time and shoveling drinks down his throat in the bar. Nobody in the bar had any, you know, concern for Chekhov whatsoever. Um, it blisters all over his face were getting much worse. The man could barely stand up, and they're like, "No, let's go get him another Jaeger. He'll be all right. Let's do this." And and that, and that's you know, there was very much. I think those those two comments we just said. Your point, my point. Um. It does show the kind of two halves of this film. Some parts yep. clever, well thought out. Some parts yep. almost seem a bit time fillery and, I don't know, effort in the shots it was done and things, but like they kind of run out of ideas for the story. Like they were just yeah. making it in blocks and then writing the scene for the next, or writing the next but then, to go. You know, we not long after that, after the, you know, about 10 minutes later, you have um, our Chekhov goes and he bites somebody on the dance floor. Nobody seems to care, which is fine. And, and the inevitable zombie epidemic takes hold. Once that happens and um, our friend Steve sees a deer with green goo, eating green goo for some reason, turns into a zombie, right? Manages to escape that, goes into the same bar where the zombies are. They all tried to eat him, and then you had a lovely moment of genuine comedy again, where he runs into the toilet because he can hear his friends. He opens a door that says engaged, and I love the fact that the person that had gone in there had locked it, and it said engaged, even though there were zombies outside, and he thought that would stop them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he goes into the toilet, the guy's there, the guy's like, no, 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 it's, it's me, and he's like, what are you doing in here? And he said, I'm trying to, you know, get us away from the zombies, and he's like, okay, shut the door, because the zombies are coming, and he shuts the door, and the camera's outside of the toilet, and all you see is this door swing yeah. all the way open the other way. Two way door. It was just yeah. a beautiful, you know, there was no music. It was just one of those brilliant comedy moments Vi that just made you chuckle. Visually very simple of shut the door, yep. okay, boom, oh, it's just still wide open. It's just going to swing wide <laughs> open again yeah, the other way. I love that. I, I, and that, that was great. And this whole time as well, the zombies that are following them. They broke through another door, but they're they're kind of they're attached <laughs> they're still, to that door. <laughs> they're still walking with the door. It was great. The door comes off the hinges because <laughs> the force of yeah you know, the one plus zombies, but it doesn't disintegrate uh, like in other films. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. okay, it's, it's got it's, it's kind of trapped around his head, and he's just yeah. he's moving forward with it. I mean, <laughs> he's just going with it. Yeah, I I like I did like that because. So much, you know, doors just disintegrate. Like, well, that's not a fire door, is it? Like, oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's just that door's just breaking way too easily. And this one's just attached to this guy's head. Which, if anybody's ever tried to break a door, regardless of whether it's an exterior house door or an internal door, you will know that they do not disintegrate that easily. Even in old Austrian lodges. Uh, they, <laughs> I would expect they'd be even sturdier there with like actual made out of wood, not MDF. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. But also, it could be so old that they would. Oh, that's you know, there we go. There's our woodworkers, our DIYers, Austrian door makers are now left leaving <laughs> the by the droves. The Austrian door makers, bleeding audience they, now. They, the Austrian <laughs> door makers, they had enough. 
when we questioned their workmanship. That's it. I would love, I would love for an Austrian door maker to leave a comment on this podcast, going totally unrealistic. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna find. I am gonna spend the rest of my evening trying to find an Austrian door maker <laughs> and just pushing the podcast on him. Listen to this. Tell me what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that area of Europe. They all probably work for IKEA now, anyway. So, what's it even matter? That is the wrong part of Europe. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ! It, geography teachers. In the right, any kind of person right that likes direction. geography, gone. It's, Just gone. It, it's not even close. From where we are, <laughs> it's that way. No, it's like, no, it's wrong. It's like no. what west or maybe east. It's, no, it's not. But they, they're in Europe. Like, how far apart can they be? Really far apart. Really f- they're like four countries between them. Right. But which, Big countries. But which direction from here? Right. If you want to go to Austria, you're going to be heading generally southeast. No. And if you want to go to Sweden, right. where IKEA is, you're going to be heading got, northeast. You've got northeast, southwest. All the ones in between are just made up. Right, they don't like they're there for people like oh, it's kind of like eh. no, right? Excellent. So anyway, so what you're saying is they're both they're both easterly. No, right. Well, they're, they're not north, south, or west, are they? So, oh, so, right. Get back on track, Jeffrey. <laughs> so okay, um, So one one thing which one question I did have have from from this, and this is something it annoys me in a lot of zombie films actually, how they can be a zombie can be so physically strong. So these I think it's important. So these were kind of staggering zombies. They weren't fast. Yeah, yeah, classic George Romero Romero Romeo zombies. Yeah, Yeah. their bodies decomposed or or got really quickly. Um, Yeah, because I mean they'd been bitten like minutes earlier. And yeah, but they still, I mean, they're probably still generally too quickly, but or yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But you've got one who literally is a bit, bit, a bit of a smack and his head falls off, like just clean off. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely clean off. However, later on in the film, you've got one that can hang off a snowboard for five minutes and his arms don't fall off. Like they, in, in yeah, fact, earlier than that, you've got one guy kind of grabs the wrist of a zombie, arm just comes off. Yep. Hits him with it. Fantastic moment. Yep. Later on, they're fighting with a zombie, and his arms are fine. Like he's he's yeah. now strong. Uh-huh. I, and I mean, I've I've got quite the 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 zombie collection of films. Yep. And. That is always something that annoys me. Like, pick a type, well, it's, pick, it's, pick what the exactly. attributes of the zombie are, and stick with it. Right, right. Unfortunately, there is no science behind zombies, so it's, it's fairly... Of course there fairly, is! Uh, okay, you can use standard biology, which I get, but it's like, if if you had never seen a zombie film before, and you watched one, you'd be terrified of touching anyone like the next day, for fear of their arm just ripping out of its socket. Because it, they're so... They're so um, I don't know uh, uh, delicate, right? And it just seems ridiculous that zombies can be that delicate yet so strong. But like you say, later on in the film, you've got a guy hanging by his eye sockets 
a zombie hanging by yeah. his eye sockets. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. In, in an opening. Of course. It's like how is his? How is that guy's neck, brain, head holding on, but everybody else is just falling? Whole spinal cord is full, fully <laughs> fine, but this other one. It's right ro- ro- down the road like a bowling <laughs> ball. I know. And that's that's. Just, it is a bit of a, a pet peeve of mine, and like, yeah. Now I I know that I know that we we review in general compared to this very low budget films. Yeah. And in those very low budget films, there is necessity to to save money. You know, you're up against a very tight budget, right? So when it comes to things like animatronics. So, you know, you want to have a zombie deer. It's going to be your basic... I mean, we've we've watched ones in the past. We haven't reviewed, but we, we really need to. for It's not reviewed, but but um, uh, reacted to, uh, called Beaster Bunny, where they literally used roadkill, you know, and superimposed it into the film. It wasn't, it even, was a, it wasn't even a rabbit. <laughs> no, it was, it was just an unidentified, you know, stuffed... Rat-like creature. Horrible thing, yeah. But... <laughs> You know, so you're going to have these low-budget animatronics. But what I love about this movie, even though it's got a you know a million-dollar budget, they two still po- use two point seven, or, sorry, or if you're going two point seven euro, yeah, budget. They still used crappy animatronic deer that looked awful. And but but I loved that they did that. They didn't try to do any special effects with it. Like there was no CGI. It was an animatronic, actual fluffy real life crappy deer that they used as their zombie I yes to- totally agree with that it kind of yeah it, it, it totally showed the budget went on the helicopter a couple of snowmobiles <laughs> large explosion the location the the, the, the location <laughs> The insides, because actually there's some parts where you know, people get ripped open that look pretty cool. Half a person, yeah. You know, yep. Those, <sighs> yeah. Those were good moments, but the thing is that I found that I didn't like about this was that I didn't give a crap about our protagonists. Like, there, there's one point where they literally climb over their friend to escape and just leave him yeah steve Stephen. whilst they jump on a snowmobile and and josh has already proven himself to be the nice guy an actual nice yeah, person absolutely. sticks up for branka when you've got the the weirdo kind of lederhosen yep. sex pest guys yep tries to cheer up his friend after he's been broken up with yeah and actually you literally see branka crawling over him to get to safety he hasn't said crawl over me to get to safety no, he's he's trying to escape. He's as well. trying to get out as well, and then they jump on a snowmobile and just go. <laughs> yep. With with with. And they're like, "Yep, bye." Like, Aren't we waiting for the others? And and Franz is like, "No." And like, All right, we're going, and they're just off. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I do the same for you. Will I? Li- I just leave you. I climb over you, and feed you to the zombies to get away. There'd be no chance for you to climb over me because I wouldn't have got myself in that stupid situation <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> I would have seen someone creating green goo for a snow machine and been like, dude, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. Get, where's where's that head? <laughs> I, I, but then, you know, you, you after that, you've got, they bugger off and they leave um, Josh and Rita, who was the uh, bar owner, this um, <laughs> older Austrian lady who kicks ass, by the way. She, I actually quite liked her she character. She is bad ass. Yep. Um, and you get the the classic oh, 
you know, my side hurts. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, he's been bitten. You know, thankfully, he didn't try to hide the fact it was very plain up front. Oh, yeah, I've been bitten. His clothes weren't ripped. And there was no, no, there was they no weren't. Blood. So he must have lifted up his top, bit him, and then lowered his top down again. So it was fine. Know how much <laughs> this shirt costs? Can you just get me right yeah, on the ribs, please? Just, exactly. But, you know, even he then brought up to Rita, because he was stuck with Rita in the attic, um, that you know his friend who was a zombie fan so clearly zombies exist in this this world his friend's a zombie fan would suggest to rita that she needs to off him um which she tries to do with the ski pole and ends up stabbing him in the leg quite comically um so <laughs> yeah, just, you know even even I if you get that i mean like it's obviously a crisis of of faith of whether to stab him in in the head but just to actually put it in his leg when he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fully alive. Um, it's almost like what the hell are you it's doing? It's a bit kind mean. Of thing. <laughs> but you know, he, he, she can't do it, and then she hugs him, and he inevitably turns into a zombie. She then thrusts the uh, ski poles through his eyes, and he ends up being that zombie that's dangling from his eye sockets in a you know a trap door into the attic. So, which is you know that's... visually good, kind of funny get it but continuity was not great but you know it was it was a good it was bit. fine it was fine and, it was fine yeah and rita especially as uh well when when steve and branca go back they see they see him there yeah but the, see that's the issue right our protagonists who have decided to f off and leave everybody then decide to get on a ski lift they find down the mountain and go back yeah I, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, Why? Just go. Just assume that like, if you've left him for dead, assume he's dead. They had escaped. They were in the woods. I mean, okay, they didn't. They didn't know where they were, and I suppose they would probably died of exposure. So, best thing, in my opinion, would have been to hole up in a ski lift until somebody can find you. But no, they decided to go back to the zombie epidemic. Just for just random. Just. <laughs> just as shits and giggles. Oh, okay, I mean, they didn't actually. There was nothing achieved from no. being where they were. No, like, exactly. Like, it's not even like they had a crisis of conscience and went, "We shouldn't have left our friend. We need to go back from this." Went, uh, yeah, let's get on this ski lift and let's go back. Let's go back. Like so all the weapons they got to fight the, the zombies at the end. You know, that was all got from back up there after they found Josh. They found Rita, who, yeah, absolute mega badass. But wait, wait, you've forgotten a big part. Oh, no. So they return um, after realising that zombie, the zombies are put into a comatose state by music. Oh. And there's classical music playing, or Austrian traditional music, I suppose you could call it. And they decide to have a full-on traditional dance with like that they both absolutely know. They both know they, all the steps to this traditional dance, considering he's American and she's not. Like, weirdly, <laughs> it, it was so out of place. It reminded me, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy, but I have seen the films. And there's one in like one of the last two Deathly Hallows films where there's right. you've got Harry and Hermione in a yeah. in, like a TARDIS tent type thing. And they just start, okay. they start having a, a dance, right? So I'm just, right. I'm just trying to visualize, yeah, create a visualization for people. I've never seen it, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, they're, they're dancing. Okay, okay, so for you, I'm going to create the visualization of what Harry and Hermione. Brilliant. Did. Imagine it's like I'm actually there. Imagine what what <laughs> <laughs> Steve did, but yeah. in a tent with no zombies, and that's okay. It's like a point. Let's say pointless. It's a relationship. 
building thing, sure, which sure. actually just takes up about three or four minutes worth of screen time, and no one. Right. Well, well, cares this about. seemed to take up the same amount of screen time. Didn't build any relationships. Was completely pointless to the story when really they should have just been stabbing zombies well, in the head. But hey, what do I know? Because then all of a sudden the music stops. Oh no, we're now in trouble because we're surrounded <laughs> by zombies because we've been dancing yeah. with them. I mean, what I tell you what though, the, on the, the the music bit, I did love the kind of I don't know what, what dance beat Swiss music that that kind of yep. um, oh, what's the the kind of organ hand organ I've no idea what they're called either. The hand so, sorry, music fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, that's them gone. You know what's it? <laughs> they're out. Okay, what's it called then, Clever Clocks? Um, is it the harpsichord? Yeah, okay, let's go with that. So they're playing the harpsichord, like it's that kind of music, but it's over like this beat and stuff. I was loving. It. I saw you. You were tapping your head as well. It was. I mean, hey, I was swaying throughout a lot of the music. I like uh, the music in the film. I'm hating I did that enjoy on the music. I can't deny that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a llama rap, but you know, it wasn't. It was alright. Garden rap. That is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was saying. Look, I mean, up, ups and downs. I mean, we've we've spoken an awful lot about pretty much. I know half the film. I mean, one of my the, the best parts was actually the bit where they're sneaking past them all using the the giant menu sign, and actually you very rightly <laughs> pointed out they are there, and so yeah. they're on the menu kind of thing, and then it slides off. <laughs> I think it then kind of goes a bit. I don't know. So okay, they're they're, they're all tooled up. They're going to they're going to go and that's a big sign. Hill. Well, that's it. They they got the tools. And then they kill the majority of the zombies, or Steve does, the ones he kills, with a snowboard. Yep. Chop, e e think, easily think, chopping off the heads and not falling over. Just His momentum yeah. is not stopped. Unreal. It's unreal. The, the problem I had with this is that I think by... No, I think you missed a big part before this. So Rita, after the dancing... They're about to kill the zombies. The music stops, and the zombies are about to eat them. And then Rita rocks up with a massive World War Two machine gun that I'm guessing her husband had in the basement. Yeah, because there were references to him. And she just starts blasting all the zombies in her bar. Um, there's holes everywhere. She destroys all of the alcohol bottles, but kills none of the zombies because obviously she's not, you know, hitting brains or head or whatever. That's oh a candle falls because she'd hit a candle, which then causes a massive fire. And the next scene, it pans back, and you see Rita's bar in the distance. So you wouldn't know it's Rita's bar, but you see it in the distance, about half a mile away, and it just explodes in this almost silent explosion, which is really quite spectacular. It end film. Yeah, <laughs> that's Done. that's it. <laughs> the, the whole thing blows up. End of film. That literally the whole building is doesn't exist anymore. It's, that's it. And that cut yeah. end scene. That's thank you very much. That's a wrap. Yeah, not only do all of the zombies survive, <laughs> but so does Rita and our two protagonists with no injuries. Right, they're all their glory. Like it's it doesn't <laughs> I've just been in a building that literally exploded on the side the, of the mountain. The building I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have some injuries. The building doesn't exist. No, when you're seeing them, they're left. covered in it's snow, and there's all this stuff. There's bits of fire everywhere. The, the foundation of the building is 
gone. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> but everyone who was inside is fine. <laughs> yeah, and also their snowball, their snowboards are literally to hand. Really, they're, they're they're less than five feet away when they wake up, in perfect condition, which is amazing, amazing stroke of luck. Um, and then you kind of, at this point in the movie, I'm pretty sure I said to you, I don't think they know how to finish this. Uh, like, I don't think they know how to wind up and end this movie. It just. It just kind of at that point was like, oof, yeah, we're getting all of the the really bad puns. Um, a couple of snowboarding montages. Like, yeah, you know they they cut a zombie in half with a snowboard, and then she rocks the pro, female protag rocks up Brenka and was like, he's not half the man he used to be. You know, it wasn't even funny at that point. You're like, oh god. I mean, let's just let's just wind this up now. When they yeah, like so their friend Josh, so he's still got two skiing sticks. That's what they're called now. <laughs> Stuck in his eyes. Stuck <laughs> in his eyes, and they're kind of coming towards uh, Branca, and she's like, ah! I mean, turn around and run would have been okay, but she falls. The thing is with Branca is is all the way through the movie, she's been this like badass, you know, take no prisoners woman, which completely suited her character and worked very well and then all of a sudden she's got this one zombie looming over her and she's literally laying still and letting him basically try and eat her that's it just because it's josh who is a zombie and has two things stuck for his eyes i mean and, and what what was it? quite funny is the way so i know they kind of push um steve comes along get, gets her away and as yeah. Josh is still coming up, and they're kind of having this whole, sh- oh, okay, we've got to kill him, shall we kill him, got to kill him, shall we kill him? Yeah. He steps onto a snowboard and he just goes off down the hill. Does a flip. He just slides off down the hill. Does a flip, <laughs> which was, flip. It was unnecessary for the flip, but also, you know, okay, that's kind of yeah, I've been snowboarding. Trust me, a flip well, well out of my skill range. It's <laughs> not an easy thing to do. Let, but this zombie just happened to do it, you know. No, it was I get the comedy, but it just wasn't. It just didn't hit right. Muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> that was yeah, it. muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, and then the kind of the film ends. They kind of they've kind of done. Well, they have that end bit with the guy, the original Franz. Who's holding it? You know, they he has a tussle with Steve. Um, he ends up hanging off of Steve's snowboard, who is dangling down the shaft where Franz's workshop is. Um, he's about to slip on the netting and fall down, but then Brenka manages to grab his hand, and somehow she <laughs> manages to hold up two full-grown men yeah. with one arm I've... for a good three or four minutes. It was quite impressive. She's like. 130 pounds at at tops <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong yeah she's got this kind of you know she's a bit of a, a badass she's she, you know the cool the kind of the cool chick but yeah at least at, she's holding at because franz is quite a big guy anyway so she's yep. holding what at least 30 stone yep. with one arm dangling yep the zombie friends friends the zombie his arms haven't fallen off. Yep, magically. Magically. Um, and I was kind of rooting for Steve just to let go. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I was. I was like, yeah, well, like I said, I didn't care about them at all. If Steve had died, I'd have been like, nice. Oh, well. Yeah. Let's move on. But, you know, he unclips his boots, friends falls in, and then you've got the lovely moment at the end where Branker and Steve are kind of, you know, having a little... Bit of a smooch. Yeah. Smooch. And then they're kind of being covered in this red snow, which was... <laughs> yeah, because he got churned up in uh, some blades which led into his snow machine. Obviously, so his body parts have been all liquefied and now he's being snowed over the mountain. Which is weird. Kind of poignant. I Yeah, it was kind of nice, you know, because you get a romantic... <laughs> well, you get those romantic films and all of a sudden it's snowing. And... Then... <laughs> And and kids it was nice. kids start singing Christmas carols. And... The idea of romance is weird, <laughs> friend. It really uh, you know the the two protagonists are there. It's snowing, fake snow, which is red. And she's like, you know what that means. And he's like, oh, I was really hoping you weren't going to say that. It's like, oh, okay. This is a, this is a nice moment. Uh huh. Not sure how they get down. How they get away? No, it ends at that point. The movie just kind of okay. They're done. Well, no, sorry. They they see lots of green eyes in the woods. Yeah, on the so, side, so they're kind of which indicates zombie deer. They meet up with Rita, and yeah, yeah, she's back. Rita's there, and they look down, and all these green eyes. And uh, now this does kind of bring us to to um, to. The, I mean, well, what I'd like to say is, compared to Lederhausen's, how many deers did you see? Oh, I'd probably say I saw six or seven deer. At, at least, and maybe two Lederhosen's. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was the one, the first girl that got eaten. She was in um, oh. the, the Lederhosen costume, and the two guys that were a bit pesty were. So three, I'd say. And, and deers, actually, if you count up all the sets of eyes, yeah, you know, ten. Oh, yeah, you look at it. Ten, fifteen, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it sounds... I mean, Attack of the Lederhosen Zombies, I think it's kind of done for comedy value because it's not... Unless it's just a stereotyping of we're in Austria, so it has to be Lederhosen's. Uh, yeah. If this... If the human zombies were replaced by deer, this would be <laughs> an infinitely better film. Do you know what? I, I, can't, I have to agree with you there. If it had been Attack of the uh, Zombie Deer... Yeah. In Austria, and and I, still I probably would have enjoyed that. Still have you know human zombies? Yeah, yeah. Let's face it, the the kind of the actual deer zombies did more damage than <laughs> than anything else anyway, yeah. and that kind of led on to the what could be a sequel. I I don't know, um, but the deers are actually the things which were because they could still move. Yeah, yeah. They, they were Absolutely. they were vicious. And there's there's potential there for a sequel because you had Josh snowboarding josh zombie sorry snowboarding off down the mountain okay he hit a tree well that's implied but yeah you know that's not going to kill a zombie unless he's one of those fragile ones and his whole body exploded and all that was left with his eyeballs i don't know but they were impaled so i can tell you but there is potential there for that's, a sequel I, I, um, I mean are they going to give him another 2.7 million euros to well they, I don't know. someone's going to watch this and be like yeah here you go have my money <laughs> I mean, we, we've we've kind of ragged on this movie a bit, but I have to hand it to it. You know, it was filmed very well. The acting was was good. It was fine. I, I've seen um, worse for more money. Actually, I... oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there was yodeling. I love that. Um, the the costumes and effects, brilliant. You know, the zombies looked great. You know, they they moved right. They the cost the um, makeup was 
was great. I, I can't fault it. The money was spent, and I think it was spent well. Um, it was just the story, I think, is what let it down. Yeah. Um, it's, and I, and I, it's I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I'd, I'd love to... That's it. I mean, we've, we've been talking about... I'd love to hear re- review a review on the film yeah uh, from our friends on on the internet absolutely well i've i've got one here for you um this is from the movie guy um it is not a verified purchase but i'm pretty sure he watched it based <laughs> on the review so this is uh, he's from the uk reviewed in 2016 so it just come out it's come out um he gave it four stars with the title we got snowboards out out of five out of five, yeah, four out of five. And he says, uh, Steve Olsen um, is a hot dog snowboarder who jumps out of a helicopter as a start. He decides to undress and comes to the finish line naked as Anna, a young fan in a wheelchair, is awaiting to meet him in what becomes a very awkward greeting. Steve loses his girlfriend, Branka, as well as his sponsorship. They get stranded on the mountain. Meanwhile, in the subplot, green fluorescent liquid is used to create artificial snow. A Russian investor gets a face full of it, and we pretty much know the rest. The film had humour as well as blood and guts. There had a few new things like the stuck zombie. Rita was a hoot. Much of the film was a basic formula and typical zombie stuff. Guide, F-word, no sex, male butt nudity. I mean, that guy basically just did our job. Yeah, and, and a, in, a, in about hell seven of, lines. a hell of a quicker... <laughs> That I, I mean, maybe instead of listening to this, people should just go and read the Amazon reviews. Who, who'd have thought that? Who'd have thought it? Don't listen to the podcast. Just go on the reviews. I mean, it does just as good just as we go could through. ever do. But we, we do have a job to do, Will, and I would like to to ask you. So, yeah, Attack of the Lederhosen and Zombies, a lot of money. Yeah, a pretty good film. But is it yeah. better than Killer Sofa? I have to say, for this one... Unfortunately, it's not um, better than Killer Sofa. It could have been. And I was about 20% worried that it might have been when we started, especially after that first scene. I was like, oh, this is going to be, this could be comedy gold here. Yeah. But it just, it just didn't, didn't hit it for me. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, for an hour and 17 minute film, there were some bits that I really enjoyed, but there was kind of long periods of uh, just waiting, and yeah. the dialogue could have been better, or what was happening could have been better. And it just seemed like there's there's a lot of fill in. Um, I mean, for for the money, and don't get me wrong, it's still low budget in the scheme of movie budgets. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. we've we've seen some films maybe do more. They've done more with the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, I mean, I've, I, I did enjoy it, and I've really enjoyed uh, our, our conversation. Hopefully, everyone else has as well. So, uh, what are you going to leave me with this week? Um, so, so from the scene with the, uh, the, the the sex pest in the lodge, the lederhosen sex pest. <laughs> okay. So remember, Will, you are what you eat. <laughs> nice. At which the line should be every single zombie film ever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, look, you you take care, and we'll see you next time on. But is it better than Killer Sofa? Say goodbye, Will. See you later, mate. Take care. Bye.